Welcome to the Residential Movement. I'm your host, Dr. Ashley Maciejewski, a house call dentist with a lot of passion for dental home care. I'm here to encourage, equip, and empower dentists like you to begin offering dental services at the residences of patients who are best served at home. Listen in as we talk dentistry, business, ethics, mindset, and more, and learn how you can become a part of the residential movement. Hello there, residential movement listeners. I know some of you are wondering about how often you'd like to offer dental home care. I get asked if it's possible to do this full-time or is it possible to do this part-time? Well, today I want to offer a deep dive into my past and present work schedules to offer some insight into how I made this decision. I hope this episode gives you an idea about how you could work dental home care into your schedule, and then hopefully you'll be able to make the best decision for yourself. For more information, check out my free scheduling template, A Day in the Life of a House Call Dentist, at residentialmovement.com slash a day in the life. Okay, if you're in a rush and need the most abbreviated answer, here's your spoiler. You can have a full-time dental house call service, or your dental house call service can be part-time. It's all possible. Yes, if you do this full-time, you can absolutely make a nice living and help a lot of people. I personally do house calls three and a half to four and a half days each week. If you can, stick around and listen in for the story about how I arrived at this schedule. So back when I was getting started with my dental house call service, Accommodental, I asked questions to one of my most trusted advisors, my father. Now, both of my parents work in real estate and are self-employed. They're both agents, investors, and my father is a broker. So I asked my dad the same things that you all ask me. Should I do this part-time or should I do this full-time? My father, whom I deeply respect, shared his perspective with me from when he started his real estate business. When he started off as an agent, he knew that the majority of deals in town were done by the minority of agents. Because of this, he dove in full-time from the beginning. He wanted to be immersed in the business and eliminate all distractions. My father warned me by saying that the vast majority of agents don't make it because they don't commit. They try to sell real estate part-time and fit it in around other jobs or commitments. When they do this, they limit their availability and value to their clients. They end up not earning enough money in real estate and quitting because they sabotage themselves from the start. Long story short, I was advised to go all in. This method worked out so well for him. He's very happy and his business is growing year after year. It's grown so much that my mother left her very secure, lucrative day job to join my father in the business a couple years ago. My dad shared his valuable life advice with me, and what did I do? I did the exact opposite. Instead, I took my mother's slow and steady approach to self-employment. This is another reason that my parents call me Carrie 2.0, because I take after my mom. I logically understand that taking chances can be absolutely worthwhile, but I'm still pretty risk-averse. I think that my father's approach to starting a business is ideal when you feel a certain sense of security before you start. At the time, I didn't feel financially secure enough to make a full-time jump. When I started Accommodental, I was working a full-time, four-day, 40-hour work week at a public health center. This allowed me to save the cash to purchase my mobile equipment. Starting this business debt-free was incredibly important to me. I did not want any pressure on my business performance. I just wanted to be able to take my time learning how to effectively perform dental house calls. I used the one day off that I had each week to do the house calls, which allowed me to test the concept before I made any other big decisions or investments. Unlike real estate, mobile dentistry was not an established industry in my community. I was afraid of launching and hearing crickets. Quickly, when I saw that there was a demand for house calls, I began scaling back hours in public health. Eventually, I switched to a role as a general dentist in a specialty private practice. Today, I offer dental house calls three and a half days each week and one Saturday each month, so sometimes four and a half days each week. I'm very happy with this arrangement for the moment. 
I'm not saying it will never change, but I do enjoy how I spend my time right now. A lot of dentists in my community work four-day work weeks, so when I say that my schedule is between three and a half and four and a half days, some docs tell me that I essentially do do house calls full-time. For the sake of this episode, though, let's say full-time is a standard five-day work week, which means that while I do spend the majority of my week doing house calls, I choose to do this less than full-time. I also recommend this for prospective house call dentists. There are a couple reasons why I would advise against doing house calls all day every day. Firstly, I advise against doing anything all day every day, even dentistry in general. Why do you think so many dentists only work four-day work weeks? Dentistry is taxing, and dental house calls can be even more taxing. Sure, you only have so many appointments each day, but they're physically challenging. House calls require packing, lifting, setup, cleanup, and awkward bending. The ergonomic challenges of house calls are very real. Check out episode 6 about the ergonomics of dental house calls. Don't underestimate the physical toll that house calls can take. Now that I'm engaged, one of my favorite patients, an elderly woman, asked me, how are you going to lift that when you're pregnant? She was referring to my portable op unit. I really do admire how bold some of my patients are. But honestly, it's a great question. The thing is heavy. Will I buy lighter equipment? Will I limit my services? Will I find help? Either way, she's right to point out that the house call dentist role presents some pretty unique challenges. All in all, offering dental house calls is probably one of the most taxing ways to practice. Maybe you're more resilient than I am, but either way, I will officially say that I don't think five full days of house calls is advisable. I also want to caution you against losing chairside skills. Dental home care offerings are limited. For example, I don't offer endo at home, and my patient population doesn't demand aesthetic work. If I didn't spend some time chairside, it's likely that I'd lose all these skills. If you don't use it, you lose it. You may not care to do chairside dentistry at all, which is fine. There is no shame in limiting your scope to perfect certain skills. If that's you, this concern wouldn't apply to you. For me, I'm not ready to completely abandon chairside dentistry yet, so I'm grateful for the few hours I spend chairside each week. This leads me to the following question that I've gotten from a lot of you. How do you find the right part-time chairside job? My advice is to find an employer who supports you and your mission. When I started my business, it was a bit awkward to mention it at my workplace. My employer wasn't happy that I was scaling back hours. They worried that my business was in competition with them and didn't want me to discuss it with patients. How could a common dental thrive if I couldn't even talk about it for more than half of the work week? So I started temping at various offices during the morning hours when house calls are slow. I met different docs and explained to them that I'm growing a dental home care service and that I'd like to offer chairside services occasionally. After a lot of temp gigs and meeting a lot of doctors, I made a switch. My current employer actually saw news of a commodental in the local newspaper before we ever agreed to work together. He already knew what I was growing, and he couldn't be more supportive. I mentioned to you that I do general dentistry in a specialty private office. I spend two mornings there each week because, as I mentioned, house calls aren't popular very early in the morning anyway. Now, I never thought that I'd work in private practice. It's so funny how things change. My employer is a specialist, therefore his primary source of income is not general dentistry. He cares to offer dentistry to his patients who are in need of it, but doesn't put any pressure on me or patients whatsoever. I feel no negative pressure to produce that I thought I'd feel in a private practice. In this role, I get to take my time, make ethical treatment decisions, and be compensated well. Per hour, I earn considerably more than I did in public health, which allows me to spend more time growing a commodental. It's a win for everyone. Not only do I have an ethical, flexible employer who isn't threatened by my house call service, he's actually a huge supporter of my business. He introduces me to his colleagues, spreads the word about my services and his practice's marketing materials, 
and even offers business advice on everything from marketing to team building. He's a great mentor. This is why I chose this part-time job, and I was very picky about it. I do care to offer quality chairside work, but I also know that Accommodental demands the majority of my time. When you're looking for the right other part-time job, communicate your needs to your boss. Be clear. In hindsight, I don't blame my initial employer for being upset that I was cutting my hours back. They needed someone who was more committed than I was willing to be. Instead, try to find an employer who totally understands what you're doing and accepts it completely. Dental home care services are not competitive with private offices. They're for people who can't get to the office. Your boss should be supportive of your business and grateful for your contribution to their practice. Okay, so this makes sense for people who own a dental home care service and work as an associate in a private office, but what do you do if you already own a typical private practice? Oftentimes, it's easier to start a dental home care service before you've assumed the overhead of a typical brick-and-mortar practice. Net income for house call dentists can be the same as typical practice owners because there's such minimal overhead. If you have rent and a staff to pay, sustainably offering dental house calls can be very tricky. So if you're a typical practice owner looking to offer house calls, you should know that whenever you choose to offer house calls, you'll likely earn less than you would during a typical day in your office. The ability of your office to earn less on certain days is influenced by how productive you are on the other days. How often you offer house call services is entirely up to you. Maybe you value variety in your work week, and this justifies the time away from your office. Maybe you could hire an associate so your office is open while you're on the road. Maybe you could offer house calls only on nights and weekends when your office is closed. It is absolutely possible for you to work house calls into your schedule somehow. You might just have to think outside the box. That's the beauty of dental home care. It's extremely flexible and the options are endless. I hope that hearing my story and thoughts can help you decide whether you'd like to offer dental home care on a part-time or full-time basis. It's all up to you. Ultimately, whether you choose to pursue dental home care or not, you can support those in need of it by contributing to the Home Smile Care Foundation. This is a nonprofit organization started by myself and my loved ones that will help patients access dental home care. Visit homesmilecarefoundation.org. Thank you for listening today. I appreciate you. That's a wrap on this episode of The Residential Movement. If you liked what you heard today, subscribe to stay updated and leave me a review. If you know someone who could benefit from this info, please share this with them. All of these actions help fuel the residential movement. Thanks again for listening, Doc. Keep up the good work.